Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Matt Edmondson, and welcome back to Not Another Love Song. And once again, another huge singer and songwriter has joined little old me to write a brand new, very silly, in this case, really silly, song about something they've never written about before. You are in for a treat this time round because not only will you get to hear the song in full at the end of the podcast, as you usually do, but there's also an incredible extra surprise to keep listening for. It's really good, trust me. I am so up for this one. I hope you are too. Let's do it, shall we? This is not another love song. Hello! Right, this episode is amazing. Honestly, I love it so much. I'm coming to you once again from the old spare bedroom, aka the lab, which is both freezing cold because all the radiators have been turned off and currently entirely powerless. I'm having to run an extension lead up here from my daughter's bedroom just so I can plug in my laptop. Not entirely sure what's going on. We got an electrician over who spent two hours trying to figure out why the plugs were working and he couldn't, but he's coming back in three weeks to try and fix it all. Anyway, none of that really matters because today I am joined by Becky Hill, who has become the voice of dance music in the UK. Now, not only does she have the most incredible voice, she's also a hugely talented writer. And on the day that I am recording this bit right now, Becky has just been nominated for two Brit Awards, one for Best Dance Songwriter of the Year and one for Song of the Year for her collaboration with David Guetta called Remember. He's also had massive hits with My Heart Goes. My Heart Goes. My Heart Goes. Last time. This is the last time. Now you're mine. The last time falling in love. Wish you well. I wish you well. I wish you could go on. The list is endless. Now, I'd never met Becky before we came to record this podcast. And when I first slid into her DMs, she was on vocal rest, having had quite a serious operation on her vocal cords at the start of the year. And I'm very grateful to Becky because pretty much as soon as she could sing again, she jumped on a Zoom with me to write the biggest dance song we possibly could. Now, I absolutely fell in love with Becky during this chat, and I think you will too. 
Here we go then, me and Becky Hill, right on a dance banger. Are you having a whispered conversation with someone? Oh, my, my, my boyfriend is asking me if he can have a coffee or whether the noise of the coffee will disrupt our recording. Oh, do you know what? I think let's not deprive him of the coffee. No, I've we said take, just go can, ahead. Can you just apologise to me now so he feels terrible about Sorry, us. sorry, Matt. It, it, the coffee machine won't be... <laughs> <laughs> He just uh, pulled his hands up and down. You couldn't maintain it. <laughs> Matt just said, can you apologise to me so he feels really bad about it? <laughs> uh, what did you say? I did check first. He did check, bless him. He's a very good guy. He's, he's very considerate. Thank you so much for doing this, by the way, today. Have you got a busy one? I've got a singing lesson at five. That you're giving or that you're receiving? I am receiving a lesson. That's got to be a tough gig, being Becky Hill's singing teacher. She, oh God, she's she's amazing. She's probably one of the best in the world, but she's the biggest name dropper I've ever met. Who she worked with? Well, so like, <laughs> my first session with her, she was like, oh, you've got Lee Ryan to thank for this because he cancelled just before you. So the slot opened up. What should I just tweet him? Thanks, Lee Ryan. Mm, thanks, Lee. And then the other one was um, Oliver, was his name, from Bring Me the Horizon, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Ollie Sykes. That's it, yes. And she's like, oh, I've got Ollie Sykes now. Like, I don't know what she expects me to do. Go, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Can you, can, you, um, can you tell them I said hi? <laughs> what a weird gig that is for her as well. Also, I reckon it's quite hard being Ollie Sykes' vocal coach because I don't know if you've heard any Bring Me the Horizon, but it's very screamy it's controlled screaming but there is a, apparently there is a way to teach screamo really without damaging one's vocal cords give me something that she would say to you that would help you improve singing <laughs> she gets me to do three things before like i suppose a big singing performance let's do it now let's do those three things come on and it's like I mean, no disrespect to Kim, but everyone knows that one. <laughs> let's let's give it a go. And what's the what's the point of doing that? Because it's it's that's very popular amongst toddlers. That sound they love yeah. it. Um, that is a really good way of. That is my dog in the background. If you can hear us, oh my god, he's doing the vocal warm up now. <laughs> You've got her pronouns wrong. She's a she. I'm sorry. But, um, or she's a they, them. I don't know. I haven't I really asked her. We don't know how the dog identifies. So anyway, that the, the lip trills, they are formerly known. That's probably the best and least hurtful way to start making noise through your vocal cords. Okay. And then once you've, because your voice will give you signs that it's not warmed up yet. So you have to keep doing that and going higher and back down and then higher still and back down until your voice is okay with that noise then you go to an ng okay this is another great toddler noise this is them playing with cars <laughs> not air mm. oh. tongue behind the bottom teeth oh. Oh. okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah got it. all right i'm gonna go and start doing this woman's job carry on next and then she does the yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, my goodness. What must your neighbours think's going on? Honestly, when I did... 
when I did the FA Cup final and I had to sing the national anthem, the whole of my apartment block must have thought I was super patriotic. <laughs> well, you're just constantly rehearsing it. God save us. Becky again. She's just really into the monarchy. <laughs> she, she loves the Queen. Um, so, yes. That's what she does. And she she told me this story once because she is a self-proclaimed larynx pervert. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been on the forums, but I haven't had a deep dive. Yeah. And she was telling me about another vocal coach that I know very well and his dog. And she was like, oh, my God, have you seen his dog? Like, his dog has, like, the best larynx you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> like, it's really relaxed and it's just it's just the perfect little larynx. Wow, she loves a larynx. I would like to come round and feel your dog's yeah. larynx. I was going to say, that's not someone you're going to be leaving your dog with when you go on holiday, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh, I'd love to feel where the position of your larynx is because you never want your larynx too high or too low. So the expertise are there. I'm not just throwing my money up the wall for a woman who makes noises like a toddler. Yeah. She does have the expertise of larynx and glottal, glottal onset. So what's glottal onset? In a live capacity, it's like coughing, really. It's as bad oh, through wow. the vocal cords as a cough. So in last time, I'd go, this is the last time, now you're mine. The last time falling in love. Oh, yeah, I heard Hear it. it. Last I heard time, it. time. It's like in a, love. It's like a deliberate vocal fry. Yes. Hang on, my, my dog. Uh, uh, sorry. Pig is not a fan of that. So, yes, that's it is. It's it's a lot like a vocal fry in a sort of non-American way, because like the Americans, they like speak they down, like to here, go down here. Like, Apologies oh. to any Americans vocal frying to their friends. Oh, my God. Oh, my they're, God. They're talking about us. I was listening to the Matt Edmondson podcast. When did you realise that you had a sort of powerhouse, extraordinary voice? Because everyone, I guess, sort of sings when they're, you know, kid or just around the house. When did you realise, oh, I can I can stretch octaves and other people can't <laughs> seem to do that? There is a specific moment and it was when I was 11 and I was doing the youth club, <laughs> the youth club uh, talent show. What was the act? Magic? Juggling? It was comedy. And I was, I was supposed to do, um, <laughs> is that a pun? You were literally joking. <laughs> You're joking. No, it was actually comedy. <laughs> like stand up? No, I was supposed to be doing some sort of sketch with two of my friends and they both pulled out. Oh God. And last minute. And I, for some reason, felt this massive pressure not to let anybody at the youth club talent show down. And um, I said, oh, I'm going to sing. And I remember the guy kind of looking at me being like, oh dear. And the way he introduced me was even like, and Becky's now um, gonna sing. So here she is. And here's like chubby little 11 year old me, pre-braces, comes up on stage. And it was in front of everybody's parents, including my own. And had they heard you sing at this point? No, I was too embarrassed. They'd laughed at me, I think, when me and my brother were singing Kumbaya, something like that. Right, okay. Um, and I'd kept it very to myself. I'd never really sang out. And, I, and then I got up on stage and sang Jojo, Get Out, Leave. Oh, what an anthem. Uh, right, incredible. And not an easy one. That's uh, You're going high on that. Mm. And 
my parents told me that there were other parents looking at them being like, your child can really sing. That's like a Richard Curtis movie you just described there. That's incredible. <laughs> um, what else is going on in your life? What do you do for fun? I love having adventures. I went glamping recently in a really nice tent with um, a couple of friends and my dog. How did you find the glamping experience? I loved it. There was a fire, like a proper Arga vibe in the tent. And like to have a hot shower, you needed to start a fire to warm up the water. Have you ever been actual camping without the glam <laughs> When I was 17 and 18, I did Nostock twice. Nostock Festival is a festival around by me and it has like a whole mix of like folk. I think one year the Wurzels were playing main stage. <laughs> okay. I don't think I was sober once, but I had the most amazing time. I don't think I'd do it again. I didn't enjoy being really, really cold in at about five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I also really didn't like the condensation that would drip onto my face and wake me up at about one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I could kind of handle not showering for a couple of days, but now like, oh. I've also seen people go to a festival and come back and somebody's pissed in their tent. And I'd like to apologise for that Isle of Wight Festival 2016. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Have you ever been to, I don't know if it's still on, there's a festival called Tea in the Park, which happened in <gasps> oh, it's, Glasgow. It's, yes, it was the first time I'd ever been to Scotland. Um, and it's not on now. Quite a raucous crowd. Oh, and... I've got such a good story that probably can't go in here to tell. But... Oh, well, I want to hear in a second. <laughs> Let me share this with you. So it was one of my early festivals. And I was really happy because I was doing some coverage of it for... I don't know, the BBC or whoever it was. And um, they gave us one of the little golf buggies, which is exciting enough as it is. I'd have been happy just to, for a day on a golf buggy. Right. We were just riding around. And obviously, at festivals, famously, toilets aren't great, but there's also lots of queues at toilets. Mm -hmm. And so you often see people, you know, weeing just in trees or, you know, against fencing or whatever. <laughs> and weeing against a fence, you can kind of go, Okay, I get it. You've gone to the outermost perimeter. You'd want to keep this away from other people. You're going to go for a week. But the way that I knew that this festival was different to others that I'd been to was that I saw a guy doing a poo oh, against a wire fence. So <gasps> it's not like there aren't people on the other side of it. Oh, my God, like shoving a Dairy Lee through a cheese grater. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was full Play-Doh fun factory oh time. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, oh, what a, yeah, such, it was, what a bad choice! And it, it was like he just chosen to oh imagine that it was a solid wall, and that the people on this oh. golf buggy behind couldn't see what was going on. It was very was, unpleasant. Was he defecating as you were going past? Yeah. Oh, amazing. It's like a triple take moment. You're like, no, no, no. Oh, my God, that's so good. Can we just slow yeah. down in this golf buggy, please? Just so no, I can speed watch. up. <laughs> it only goes five miles an hour. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire through a couple of other things. What do you do to relax? Oh, we, we started watching Love After Lockup. Presumably people that come out of prison and find love. Well, they find love in prison. Of course, what better place to find it? So there's these websites called Hook Up With An Inmate or Handcuffed Hotties or <laughs> <laughs> people that aren't convicts will search these sites and meet somebody 
in prison. It's fascinating. How much time do you spend wondering how you'd cope in prison? <laughs> I already have a question over my sexuality, but I think I would turn full lesbian if I went to prison. You've got to. What else is there to do? Maybe it's the push you finally need. <laughs> would you be one of those people that goes in and is like, you know, you get put in a cell and you immediately, you know, elbow someone in the nose and, and dominate the room? Or would you go in and try and be like, hello, I'm Becky. I do. I'm nice. Let's get on. <laughs> hello, everyone. Um, I'm, I'm new here. I'm a singer in real life. Um, if anybody wants a song. Is it anyone's birthday? Yeah. Anyone's birthday? Yeah. yeah. Come on, who? Come on, Eileen. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'd wonder what law I would break to get in there. I think that's more of a questionable thing. Like, what would yes. I do if I wanted to go yes. to prison? What crime would I fancy doing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I'm going with uh, massive scale tax evasion. That's nice. That's nice. Um, yeah, maybe um, one of those car chases where they have to get the helicopter to track you. I can't drive, so that would send me straight in. Have you tried to drive? Uh, I think my friend took me around Tesco's car park. Do you not have any interest in learning? No, I have loads of interest in learning, but um, the DVLA won't answer my freaking calls. <laughs> oh, okay. It's one of them. I just need a provisional. It's not all it's cracked up to be. I um, I hate it with a passion. Oh, really? Can't stand driving. Can't stand it. I don't like being responsible for a vehicle. I don't like it. I really have this feeling that a robot should be doing this. I can't <laughs> shake it. I can't shake a feeling that it's like, it's like a mini prison being in a car. I can't do anything. You just, I'm just moving this wheel around for however long it's going to take me to get there. Think of the things I could, think of the life experiences I could be having. Think of the things I could be learning or creating. No, I'm just sat in a chair, moving a wheel, trying not to hit people. You needed to be born 30 years later, didn't you? I did. I can't wait for the old self-driving cars to come in. That's going to happen gonna soon, be, you know. It's going to be iRobot very soon. It doesn't even have to be shaped like a car, right? It can just be a little room. It, they, well, it technically kind of is. Well, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you over whether a car is a room or not. Well, I, but... I've seen I've seen London flats bedsits that are smaller <laughs> than a car advertised for, for extortionate prices. Yeah, if you get an old saloon car, that's roomy. You put a shower in the back. You'd pay 1,500 quid a month for that. Um... Are you, a, are you a fiddler? As in, do you like to fidget with things? I'm a nail biter. Oh, your own or other people's? Oh, my own. I'm joking. No, I don't know anyone that bites anyone's nails. <laughs> I should have said fingers or toes. That would have been a better joke. Oh, fingers or toes. Um, I used to bite my toes when I was a kid and then I, I did. grew up and realised it was disgusting. How old were you when you stopped? I was probably a late teenager. Mingham, right? Oh my God. That's a real conscious decision then, because that's a way of life that you're shirking. What was the tipping point for you? Why did you stop biting your own toenails? Was it a flexibility issue? No, I, I was, I'm actually very flexible for that reason. Could you still bite one of your toenails now? Yeah, just choose not to. Does the thought ever tickle your synapses? Uh... <laughs> Um, it does. It does, doesn't it? You think, oh, I could just bite that off now. Well, you know when you pick them with your nails and not all of it comes off? 
Oh, I hate it. Can't bear That's it. That's the only time that I'm like, oh, I could just bite that. Maybe I should get in the shower and clean my feet. Could get the clippers. Could go a bite. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So up until a late teenager, I definitely did it as a kid, probably until about seven or eight. But I, I, this is not a nice thing I'm going to describe. I'd argue that it's less nice than a man pooping through a fence. But I... Less I nice? Went to, less nice, yeah. Oh, Go on. I went to bite my big toenail and I ripped the entire <gasps> Oh, man. It was bad. Oh, it was man. really bad as an eight-year-old or seven-year-old. Oh, God. And um, I didn't know what to do. Oh, my God. Yeah. What does it look like under there? Very tender, pulsing, red, purpley flesh. It's like something that you would see in Stranger Things. Do you watch Tobro? No. Who's Tobro? Oh, oh my days. You need to Google Tobro. It's a programme, an American programme. So I'm obsessed with Dr Pimple Popper. Oh, yeah. I love watching someone pop a pimple. Amazing. Yeah, not, not everybody does. Ugh, shares my love of this. In fact, me and my mate will save spots for each other. Oh. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> what and you'll pop each other's she'll come round to my house and she'll be like i've got something for you i'm like oh yeah oh. what is it she's like you're gonna love this <laughs> this is absolutely disgusting how did you discover that relationship she's also my day-to-day -day manager and she manages my tiktok and the scene that i follow dr pimple popper on tiktok and we bonded over that but there's a program that is similar to dr pimple popper that is tobro which i actually can't sit through so there is a little bit, I can watch pimples being squeezed and cysts and lipomas, but I cannot watch. You describing that story to me has sent absolute disgust running through my veins. I'm sorry. What's happening on Tobro? You're not saying what's happening. Oh God. It's, it's very close to that situation. So is it like fungal nail infections and, and they're doing stuff with this? Oh my God. I just, I, is it that? Oh my God. I can't even believe I'm describing this again. It was traumatic. It was traumatic. People get really horrible ingrown toenails and stuff and he just oh. rips them off. Oh, oh God. Okay, I wish I hadn't asked. Oh. I, I'm so sorry. We're going to do a song soon, everyone. Okay, we'll get through this. We'll get through this together, and it's going to be good at the end. Maybe this is what we write about. <laughs> and there's something in like the satisfaction of popping a spot. I like that you're getting excited about it because I think for a lot of people, the idea of getting a spot is a bad thing. It's like, oh, I've got a spot. I'm going to pop it and get rid of it straight away. I'm going to, I'm going to deal with this. But you're sort of nurturing yours for the benefit of your friend, who's then going to come around and pop it. I always think somebody else pops it better. I think we both know we're going to write a song about spots, aren't we? Yes. It's basically the Dr. Pimple Popper song, right? I feel like that should be our tagline or our hook. You open the chorus with, oh, Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, why do I keep watching you? Yes. She's very sexy. I don't know, I don't know if this is my problem, <laughs> but she's, she's like this small, little, beautiful... Asian woman and she's just so amazing at what she does. I'm just googling her now. Yes, yeah, Sandra Lee. That's it. And she's got lovely hair. She's always very presentable. She looks like she smells nice. Oh my goodness me. I'm looking I've just I've made the mistake of doing a Google image search of Dr. Pimpopper. And yes, there are lots of images of her but also lots of images of people <laughs> with very 
poppable pimples. I'm excited about this. I'm going to start writing down some thoughts. I quite like Oh Dr. Pimple Popper, which I, you said earlier, Oh Dr. Pimple Popper, and then Won't Someone Stop Her? Nice. I was thinking of an ABAB rhyme for the chorus, and I tend to start with melodies. So it's like... Yeah, I quite like that. That's good. That works. <laughs> so we're thinking, oh, Dr. Pimple Popper, like, why can't I stop watching you? Nice. She's the poor and blocker. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You're the poor and blocker. Um, so we want something that rhymes with you here. So like, um, I hate that I love what you do. I like that. But it's that tension of like, God, I wish I wasn't so into just spending my time watching you pop spots. Put that in. The way you did that, Concluding part of the melody, I'm hearing like, I hate that I love what you do. And I hate that I love what you do. Oh, brilliant, isn't it? That's good, that. I'm sending this to my label. What about the line, I just need to get this out? Because it's got double meaning to it, hasn't it? Well, It's like, you need to get it out, but also that's what she does. She, people need to get it out. Well, I, I like the idea of what's inside of you. Yes. Like, once you pop, I can't stop. It's quite good. <laughs> once you pop, I can't stop. It's a lot to take in. There's something in... Don't, I hope you don't take it on the chin, or you've got to take it on the chin within. Uh, so something else in the pop-stop rhyme phrase here would be lovely. I feel like we need specific like surgery to set up the Dr. Pimple Popper chorus. Sure, yep. What about puss? All that puss, um, with no fuss. Oh, nice, I like it. All the puss with no fuss, you take it all on the chin. It's really interesting to hear the difference between your like, I'm going to Becky Hill this singing, and you're like, I'm just jotting notes down. It's um like it really takes a lot of effort. Like, are you, are you oh, again? I used to think singing was easy, and then I realised how much it takes to really sing properly. Yeah, like I'd sing like pretty much everybody else like that, right? Like you wouldn't they? Oh, nothing mm. special about her until I really focus on what I'm doing, and then like, oh, all oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this. It's good, isn't it? Very good. It's coming together very easily. I think by the nature of it being a dance record, you can't be too wordy. No. You've really got to get to the point quite early on. I used to think that writing dance music was, um, like, easy. And that's why I always wanted to be, like, a pop artist. Because like, I used to think that pop was harder to, like, make it in than dance. But now, like, I've done a lot of dance, and this is kind of my lane, I've realised that it's... You want to say something that's universal, that everybody will get and understand within a very few amount of words. It's got to just connect immediately yes. with everybody. You can't be messing around. I think we've got a very good chance of Sandra seeing this song. You know what I do? She's going to love this. So, so we're looking now for something that's going to ease us in to this song versus I'm seeing a kind of like, it's 3am and I'm up online looking at you. It's that kind of... Right, you know, right. We, we'll, Tease the idea. Could be poor. Could be. Exactly. 
could be pulled, could be paused. Right. You're on poorhub.com. Poor <laughs> I'll tell you what, if no one's taken that, Becky, let's invest. Because <laughs> that's the place where we could curate all of the best pimple popping videos. I love it. I, lo- I see the vision. User generated. Poor hub. Oh, God. So we want a sort of opening line that's going to establish your relationship to this, which is why well, I've been sucked into this. Yeah. I also think we could maybe change the second pre. I agree. I agree. Yeah. We'll get some more stuff in there. Because it could be, you know, I lie awake at night, like watching you or thinking about you or like in the darkness. It could be a song about, you know, a relationship, couldn't it? It could be a... And in a way, this is a relationship. It's just between you and a woman who pops spots on the internet. I like opening up with, I lie awake at night thinking of you. I had the line of, I'm just sat here waiting for the white goo. Yes, that's good. Yep. I lie awake at night thinking of you. Lie awake at night thinking of you. I lie awake at night thinking of you. Is that how you had it? Remind me. So I'm hearing, I lie awake and I thinking of you, da da da. Something at the end, like, and I know that it's wrong. That's good. Can't, can't stop watching that sticky white goo. So something that rhymes with wrong here. It's like, what the hell's going on? Um, <laughs> what the hell's going on? Love it. <laughs> Your dog snoring sounds like a motorbike setting off outside your house it's like it's been at the traffic lights and it's suddenly seen a gap and it's going to go through it it's got that same energy to it <laughs> she stopped now can't stop watching that sticky white go at the house going on i think you can do a what i would think of as a becky hill note there on that hells so just to go up a couple of notes so it's like what the hell? What the hell's going? What the hell's going on? Yeah, it's good that. I think second verse. We should talk about how sometimes I wish I could grow a spot so then I could just sit home and squeeze it. I'll meet her. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, the production. Now, I wanted to incorporate some bits I'd listened to in lots of other Becky Hill songs, and I knew there was one thing I absolutely needed to track down, and that was a house piano. It's the same old story in this tugle. We go back and forth, we go back and forth. Now, this is pretty mad, but almost every dance track you ever hear has the exact same piano sound on it. I mean, literally... It's the same one from a very specific synthesizer that was made in 1988 called the Korg M1. Now that synth has some beautiful sounds on it, but two of them are absolutely synonymous with dance music. The first is this organ bass. Familiar, right? And the second is the house piano. 
Now, this piano has a really unique sound. It's got loads of attack to it, and it hits really hard. And interestingly, or maybe not, depending on your standpoint, the Korg M1 house piano outputs in mono. So I had to use some interesting tricks to give it some spread and some width. One of the things I dabbled with and actually discovered whilst working on this track was a thing called the Haas effect, H-A-A-S, and it's pretty amazing. So here's what you do. You take a piece of audio and you make a copy of it. You pan one of them, hard left, over here, and one of them, hard right, over here. Then you add a teeny tiny delay to one of them so that when they play at the same time, they feel really wide. Ooh, look at this. It's like I'm all around you. And the thing that a lot of house music producers do with this specific piano, and actually with loads of instruments, is filter them in. So that means cutting off all of the higher frequency content and then gradually reintroducing it, opening that filter up to reveal more of that sound. It creates a really nice build and it sort of tells you that something's coming. Piano sorted, I needed a bass, and I had two bass sounds in mind. The first is a sound that I'm hearing on loads of dance music at the moment. It's a great sound, that, and usually for a bass element, it's got a load of reverb and delay on it, which adds to its character. Now, the second bass comes in in the chorus, and I wanted it to have a bit more of a slap house feel, so a really tight, bouncy bass line. I also added a single held violin note, which seems to be on loads of dance songs that I listen to, just sort of filling out the top end and providing a bit of tension that can then break in the drop. Another element that's incredibly important is white noise, which I've used a fair amount of, usually as little risers that transition us from one section to another. I actually made a riser myself that comes in just before the final chorus, and it's sort of doing the job a snare would do in a big dance build-up, but using white noise. And I also threw in a little arpeggiator on a nice synth sound. I've mentioned those before to give a bit of texture to the verses. Honestly, there are so many little tricks I discovered and used making this track, and if I explained them all, I would be here all day. But basically, I tried my best to make it sound like a Becky Hill dance banger. So it was time to call Becky back up to play her the song. But I also had a little extra surprise up my sleeve. Becky, I'm so excited about you hearing this song. I am too. I actually, in fact, fun fact, I watched a bit of Pimple Popper the other night and thought of you. Oh, thanks. And sang, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and sang the song in my head. So I'm very excited to hear what it sounds like all together. Well, since we spoke, I have become a real follower of Dr. Sandra Lee on Instagram. Some of the videos I have watched, <laughs> they will never leave me. Oh, no. There was one the other day and I almost sent it to you, but I thought you'll be signed up to this account so you'll have seen it. It was, it was like, I don't know how to describe it. It looked like a maggot or a, or a live slug that was being... <laughs> expelled from someone's paws. It looked like there was life to that pus. Well, fun fact, in Sweden, I think they call um, the pus that comes out of paws maggots. I think it translates to maggots. I'd say that's more a fact than a fun fact. But I thought that was quite fun. It's a disturbing fact. Disturbing fact. 
Yeah. In terms of a conversation starter or an opener, if I've not seen someone for a while, almost the best thing I can do is show them a bit of Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> it's a vibe check, isn't it? That it's either exactly. like, you're going to get down with this or you're going to be horrified and think I'm a weirdo. Now, throughout this podcast process, I've had different types of audio files sent to me from different people. And um, yours were recorded quite clearly in a studio, which means that you you presumably had to work with a producer to record them. And I'm intrigued. What was the reaction when you turned up and said, can we have 10 minutes to record this? It was on a day where I was recording two other songs. And then by the time we got to Pimple Papa, I was like, look, just I need just 10 minutes to do this for Matt. And I was like, I feel like I've got to sing this with conviction because I was with Emma Ek oh, no. and um, Ryan Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> and we were at Uzo's house. We were in his studio. Oh, no. And um, they were perplexed, not only <laughs> by the lyrics, but by how... I was singing it with so much conviction. Well, I mean, props to you on the delivery. I think this is a really important message that we've we've written here, Matt, and I felt like it needed to be sang with some balls. Now, I I wasn't aware of just how big Dr. Sandra Lee is. You know, she's got four and a half million Instagram yeah, followers. She's huge. I'm after some of those followers, which this song will help me get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fingers crossed. There is a world in which Sandra Lee becomes aware that this has happened. What do you think she would make of it? I think she's going to love it. Yeah. Would you want her to hear it? Of course. Why not? If Sandra Lee knew who I was, I feel like my life would become um, 15% better. Well, prepare for your day to get 15% better. <laughs> no, no effing way. Because No, um, sharp. No. I might have contacted her no and told her way. about Matt, the song. No. Oh my god. She might have been the only other person in the world to have heard it. Oh um, my god. No way. And she might have sent a video message for you. Oh my god. No way. I'm about to lose my mind. Oh my god, I have to write. Hang on, hang on. Can you see that? I can see her. Oh, Miss Becky Hill, it's me, Dr. Sandra Lee, a.k.a. Ah! Dr. Pimple Popper. You know, DJ Matt Edmondson, he told me all about your propensity for pimple popping. And, I mean, I think you're oh, genius, you. obviously. Isn't it amazing? And you get oh my it. God. And you know how amazing it is. And you know that all of us who love pimple popping, we are the, we are the chosen people, right? I heard the song that you guys created and it's so cool. It's so amazing to have a song about how <laughs> you guys can't resist me. I know it's just irresistible, right? What is it about that? Well, you're not alone. <laughs> and thank you so much for being an amazing fan. I'm such an amazing fan of you too. Keep popping and um, <laughs> don't pop. Don't drop till you pop. Pop until you drop. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Actual Sandra Lee knows who you are. Oh my god! And Becky, she's heard oh the my song. God. I'm not sure if that, I think. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! That was such a big thing for me. There. Oh my god! I love that woman so much. <laughs> I love her so much. Like, not only am I like so enamored with her intelligence but she is so sexy i can't understand how somebody that does such a disgusting job 
how is this possible? She is <laughs> she's beautiful. And I love, oh my God. Oh my God, I'm not sure if I can continue with the rest of my day anymore. Um, that's Well, you've still got the song to listen to. And the good news is that Sandra Lee is a fan. Oh my, can we listen to what she listened to? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm... Wow. Matt, this is so cool. <laughs> There's a chance, by the way, that they might feature the song in the show. No way. No way. Yeah. Wow. Can we listen to it, Matt? Because I, I need to hear what she heard. I lie awake at night thinking of you And I know that it's wrong Watching that sticky white goo What the hell's going on When you pop, I can't stop It's a lot to take in All the parts with no fuss Take it all on the chin Oh, Dr. Pimple Papa Why can't I stop watching you? I think it's brilliant. I think it's ready to release. I feel like I need to like set up my label. <laughs> I feel like my A and R needs to hear this. Oh, the um, the most surprising part of it all for me was the middle eight. 
Oh my God, it works so well. Like it's, and it, I love how you bring it down and then bring it back up for the last chord. It's great. It's like, you're, you're, it's very impressive. Your production is really impressive. And I think even that, like the song we've written is really good, Matt. It's such an earworm. It's really, like, yeah. It's funny that you call it an earworm, actually, because so, like I feel like it goes quite well with the subject matter. <laughs> yeah. An earworm sounds like something that would be squeezed out using one of those special tools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid it's an earworm you've got. <laughs> yeah. um, and what was so interesting listening back to us writing it is how quickly you found the melody. It was a dream that day, I felt, Matt. I thought we um, worked really well together. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, listen, I mean, I cannot thank you enough. Also, can't thank Sandra Lee enough for sending us that message. I can't thank you enough, Matt. Honestly, that has made my entire day. I I can't even find the words. Thank you so much for A, giving me this opportunity to see a direct message from Sandra Lee, Dr. Sandra Lee, and, and two, having a, the best time writing music with you, Matt. I think you are a... I think you're great. Oh, thank you. This has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Becky Hill and to Dr. Sandra Lee, a.k.a. Dr. Pimple Popper. Well worth a follow on the old gram if you've got the stomach for it. Congrats again to Becky on her Brits nominations. That is incredibly well-deserved. I have my fingers crossed for you. Right then, another one down. As ever, thank you so much for listening and thank you for telling other people, as I know you have been doing, about this podcast. Word of mouth is so important with these things. So if you have tweeted about it or put it up on your Instagram or just told some mates about it face-to-face or on a Zoom call, then thank you very much. I really do appreciate that and it really helps. Also, thank you to everybody who's left a little review on the Apple Podcast app. That really helps too. I am back next week with track number nine. We're almost at the end of the podcast featuring our first international guest, It's Sigrid, and the song is absolutely brilliant. I cannot wait for you to hear it. I will see you then right here on Not Another Love Song. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.